This is the Marching Health Audio Experience. Hi guys. You guys can call me Dr. Cleveland or Dr. C. I teach the drumline at Wando High School in Charleston, South Carolina, so I'm a long way from home. But I do do the exact same things you guys do. I'm one of the educators, like you see in front of you. We just started applying a lot of what I'm going to teach you today to the band that I work with because they were having a ton of issues with endurance through an entire show. I'm sure. Uh, Mr. Hoffman at the end of the season was like telling you guys get more sound out of your instruments when you're hitting the closer or you guys look tired physically. We want to help you prevent that and make sure that you are performing at your highest level the entire season. So how many of you guys by, well, close your eyes first so nobody's peeking. How many of you guys consider yourself an athlete? If you do, raise your hand. I see some people are like, oh, halfway. All right, put your hands down. Open your eyes. How many of you think marching band is a sport? So y'all have been convinced. Who convinced you? <laughs> your staff. <laughs> a lot of people, even people in high school marching bands and college marching bands, don't consider themselves athletes and do not consider this a sport, which is doing us a disservice. You guys are operating at a very high level physically. When you get out there doing your parades in the summertime, that's hard work. When you're doing the marching band show and competing at a high level this fall, y'all are doing some really intense training for that and doing some very aerobically demanding activity. We have to prep you for that. A lot of bands just throw their show on the ground, expect the kids to be able to do it, and don't give them any tips for what to do physically to prepare for that. So I do not want you to feel unprepared when you step out for band camp in a couple weeks. It's at the start of August, correct? All right, so you guys got a nice little reminder today when we go through some things physically and some tips to help you get in shape for that. What we do today is gonna be more about preventing injury and developing movement skills for you for the first few weeks. It's not gonna feel like you're at a boot camp just yet. Towards the end of the season, we're gonna be doing some high intensity circuit training with you. And your staff and your student leaders are gonna help lead you through that based on what we do today. But um, everything we do is gonna have a purpose for marching. I'm not making you do a ton of push-ups. You, you can go ahead and you know praise me for that. You won't do any push-ups today and it'll still be a workout. Why, why do you even need to do push-ups for band first off? Any clues? What do push-ups build up muscle-wise? Like your upper body. Your upper body, specifically right here, right? If you're really building up your pec muscles and you're not doing pull-ups and things to strengthen your back muscles, you're going to end up here because those muscles are going to get too tight and too tense and not be able to pull your shoulder blades back. That's going to get you into a worse posture for actually carrying your instrument and breathing. Everybody slouch for me. I want you to take a big breath in while you're slouched over and breathe out. Now I want you to sit up tall, roll your shoulders back. Take a big breath in from here. Big breath out. Which one could you do better? When you're sitting up tall, right? So if, you're, if your band is making you do tons of push-ups and not doing anything else to counterbalance that, you're actually worsening yourself physically for the season. 
you're limiting your ability to inhale and exhale and you're strengthening muscles that aren't gonna help you hold your horns up better. So we're gonna do a lot of things that maybe you haven't done before to strengthen your hips and to strengthen your core and to strengthen your back muscles. So you guys can go ahead and start convincing yourselves that planks and squats are a good thing. You may hate those already, but we're also not gonna be making you go run for eight minutes in a row or say go run a mile because if you're trying to just go run, without knowing how to run, you're probably gonna hurt yourself more than help yourself. Marching is a skill, and you have to learn a certain technique for marching, which I'm sure Kayla has been on you over the past couple years to learn proper <laughs> marching technique, right? You guys have to do that straight leg technique. You have to roll your foot. Just like that, running is a skill, and you have to be able to do specific things to run well. Otherwise, you're gonna be out there running with crappy technique, and you're probably gonna roll an ankle, or you're probably gonna hurt your knees. So I'm gonna give you the skills to prep you for every single thing that you need to be able to execute this fall. All right, now, you're gonna get into groups based on your row, so you're not gonna be sitting for very long with what we do to start out with. Go ahead and get up, and with the people that are on your row, you're gonna make circle groups up here. Go. All right, in your group, everyone take their shoes off. With your shoes, you need to make the tallest tower possible. You figure out how to do it. We did it. We're going to do some teamwork games, some problem solving together. You've got three minutes to make the tallest shoe tower possible. Go. Get some B-roll footage for you guys. Get in there, get some shoe shots. Post it on the marching lancers. What is that hat? What is your hat? That's great. Yeah, there's like a sick Nike store out here. Really? It has like a bunch of paraphernalia. Yeah. They had like the Rock of Modern Life shirt, the real button. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really good for two people. Look at y'all. I mean, you. <laughs> See? Good thing I. Yeah, the thing you look uh -huh. Yeah, rude. Her, her person height on this is exceptional. Yes. What section are you? I'm a little brass member. Okay. Y'all are just in your own row. Yeah. I know if this is like the drum major's yeah. shoe tower. Yeah, it is. We are. Very good work. You've got 90 seconds. Color guard, say hey to the Instagram. supposed to be a vertical tower, not horizontal. Let's have your shoes. All right. Freeze. Freeze. Spread out. Let's check your groups. Take a seat by your tower. 
Take a seat. No. Alright. So, listen it up. These two groups have pre- Oh no! Their tower fell. So we have... The Color Guard is our winners! Yeah! Let's talk about some teamwork aspects of this. Color Guard, what did you do? What happened communication-wise? And you used every single person's shoes, right? Yeah. You guys did not use every single person's shoes, right? Nope. So, think of think of that think of that metaphorically in your sections this year is as leaders are you going to be able to use every single person's gifts? Yes. Every single person has something to add to the group here. And you have to figure out how to do it. So she even said, yeah, one girl had kind of weird shoes compared to the rest of us. But without that girl's shoes, they would not have had the foundation for their successful tower over there. Versus taking shoes that maybe you didn't think would work so well and putting them outside of your tower of success. Also, what happened to the tower? It collapsed. Which, if you isolate a few people in your section for whatever reason, you're not going to have a very good season. You're not going to be able to collaborate together because of that. So, as we talked to the leadership earlier, and we didn't get to get into this stuff, but this is for an entire group um, session, think about how you guys, as band members together, maybe you don't, you probably don't know everyone in this room, but we're going to help you get to know people real quick. How can you collaborate together to make sure that y'all have the best season possible and use the skills that each person has? So, enough of the serious chit-chat. Now let's get to the fun stuff. Let, what is the main color shoe in this group? Black. Oh, no, still falling over there. What is the main shade over there? That's a common theme. Most of us use black shoes, correct? What do we think about using the color black in marching band? Why is that bad? It's not up there yet, sorry. Because of heat. You guys are out practicing at the hottest time of the year in August, in July. You're doing parades. In September, band Saturdays start to kick up where you're out in the sun a lot. You're making your foot a lot hotter than the rest of your body. When I marched drum corps, I had one pair of black shoes and I got rid of them very quickly because they caused me to have blisters on my feet because of the heat. Yeah, great word, right? Blisters, that's gross. Then I put band-aids on the blisters and it was so hot that it melted the band-aid to my foot. Yeah, sounds terrible, right? So if I can give you any recommendation right off the bat, we need to start shifting towards lighter shoe colors for marching band. Good on that? No black shoes. Or save the black shoes for later in the season when it's starting to cool off. Now I want everyone to stand up. Alright. You're going to get a partner. Just have them look at your feet. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Give me one or two of you. I want you to compare your foot to this image you see on the screen up here. If you look to the left side of the screen, that's called overpronation. Pronation is when your foot is a little bit flatter. If you see your ankle and your foot collapsing like that, collapsing inwards, that is on the outside of the safe range here. You can have a little bit of flexibility there, a little bit of movement, and you're still okay. If you're on the opposite side of that, where you're really rolled out onto the outside of your foot, and you have a really high arch, that's called oversupination. Now, take your index finger and see how far under your arch you can get it. Just standing normally. Oh, well, I, don't, I slap feet, so like, that's not going to work. So, if you can't, 
if you cannot get it there at all, then you are definitely on this overpronation side. If you can stick like your whole index finger under there, then you're probably more on the supination side of things. Why is this important, Dr. C? Well, each one is related to certain injuries. How many of you have had shin splints before? Did you just realize that you were more flat-footed? Some of you, yes. That can be um, a risk factor for putting you at risk for shin splints. If you are not active enough before band, and then all of a sudden you jump into these eight-hour days, you're putting yourself at risk for shin splints because you're going from no activity to being out there marching and on your feet doing thousands of steps every day. If you're on the opposite spot, the side of the spectrum with your foot and your foot is rolled out a little bit, you're more of a risk for ankle sprains. So how many of you have rolled your ankle before? Tweaked it and it hurt for a couple days? You need to be aware of what your foot is doing and you need to compensate for that. There are shoes that you can get specifically to your foot that may feel a little bit more comfortable for you. So overpronators, people who have flatter feet, you need to go to a running store or a shoe store where they're going to watch you move. And actually, you can put your, try on a pair of shoes, do a little mini march session in it, just try to do a couple steps, maybe change directions a little bit. Make sure it's feeling good for marching band, not just standing there. Right? A lot of people go try on shoes and they just walk in them. You do it a lot more than walking in your season. Make sure that this shoe is going to give you enough support for that. So here are a couple of shoes, and I have the ones on the bottom left there. I'm an overpronator. Those shoes feel great for me. They give my arch the support that it needs. And then, ladies, there's some for you as well. My, my wife is a drum major and a clarinet player. She has the ones on the bottom right there. Um, <clears throat> I'm just giving you ideas so that you know, hey, there are shoes that might actually match my foot rather than me going and get a cookie, uh, cookie cutter shoe from a, a department store. Actually go to a running store and get one that is going to feel the best on your feet and give you the most support. For those who have higher arches, there are some for you as well. Now think about what your foot has to do while you are marching. Raise your hand if you're in color guard or play a horn instrument, woodwind instrument as well. The majority of you, right? What does your foot do as you march? A lot of you have to do more of that rolling technique. If you're a horn player, you guys do heel-toe the entire time unless you're backwards marching. You need something that's going to give you some good cushion in the heel of your shoe. So you need a real running shoe, not a Converse, not some J's that are fashionable. You need to go get Brooks shoes or Asics shoes. Color Guard, what's the number one logo in your stack over there? Nike. Nike. Nike is not the greatest running brand. What? Gasp. Nike is excellent at marketing, not at running. Brooks and Asics are fantastic shoes for this activity. If you are a percussionist or color guard member, raise your hand. You guys do a little bit more dynamic movements with your foot. So you have a lot more changes of direction. You do a lot more um, toe down movements than the average member of the marching band. Y'all don't that often go heel toe the entire time, correct? So you need something that's going to give you more stability in the forefoot. So the part around that middle part of your foot, because you're changing directions all the time, you need to lock that up. That's going to give you more stability. You may find that something like a comfortable cross trainer feels good for you, or at least a running shoe that's a little bit tighter in that toe box is what it's called, so that it gives you support there. Some pro tips. After rehearsal, make sure you kick your shoes off. Now, granted, wash them first. Go take a shower, please. But take your shoes off and prop them up. Gravity during the day and just pounding your feet on the ground is going to cause them to swell. Let that swelling come down by elevating your feet up at the end of the day. We already talked about make sure you don't have black shoes. Any dark color is going to cause some extra heat going on at your foot. Say no to what I call taco shoe. Can I borrow these shoes for a second? If you can take your shoe 
and fold it up like a taco shell, it is not supportive enough for marching band. <laughs> Whose is that? Thank you. If you can go a step further and roll it like a Moe's burrito, it's really not what you need to be wearing for this activity. <clears throat> also, how many of you are wearing shoes from last year for marching band? That's normal, right? Mom says, go wear your old shoes for that. You need to change shoes every 300 to 500 miles. That's what runners do. How many of you are runners? Okay. Everybody else is like, Psh, I've never done 300 to 500 miles in my life. Right? However, as a staff member, as an instructor, during band camp, I get around 20,000 steps a day. That's 10 miles. I'm not even the one that's marching. You guys are the one that's marching. Track this year on your watch or on your cell phone how many steps you're getting. So if I'm doing 10,000 miles a day and we rehearse 30 days over the next month and a half, it's only going to take half the season for me to need a new pair of shoes before those are worn out. So you may start with some of these older shoes, but you're going to need a second pair this year. Also, if you have two pairs and you alternate weeks from wearing them, you're less likely to get injured. You're less likely to get shin splints and tendonitis and ankle issues because your foot is having to adapt to a different surface. So if you're a runner, you know that having multiple pairs of shoes helps you out, helps you train longer. Having two pair of shoes and marching band is going to work the exact same way. So we said no J's. We also need no Converse. Those things are super flat. <laughs> yeah, drum major with the Converse. <laughs> Setting the example. I've seen people marching in Sperry's. Sperry's are not good for marching band. Vans are not good for marching band. They aren't going to give you the support you need. Get a real running shoe. Go to a real running store that is going to fit you for the shoe that you need. What questions do we have on shoe wear? Socks. Dry socks. Anything that's going to get rid of the sweat and the moisture to kind of decrease that bacteria around your foot. Um, other than that, you can choose dark or light as long as the... I mean, I'm wearing dark, but they're going to be covered up most of the day. So that's not too big of a factor. Um, some of the drier fit socks can keep your, your um, foot cooler during the day. And if they have funny graphics on them, that's always a bonus point. Yeah. All right. Now, in your circle, go ahead and take a seat for me. All right. Really quickly. In your circle, bring it in, bring it in. Come on. You are going to state a food that starts with the same letter as your name. And you're going to introduce yourself to the group. So, we're going to state your name. LB. Now, what is a food that starts with that same letter? So, Apple, Alby. This is how you're going to introduce yourself. Say your food group, or food. Apple. And your name? Alby. Now, what's your name? Mallory. What's the food group that starts with that? Or food? Um, macaroni and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So she's got to say his name too, then her name and her food, and it's going to go around the circle like that, all the way. Pressure's on the last person to get it done and remember all those names and foods. You've got five minutes. Ready, go. Um, we have Jade. So do I. Oh, <laughs> 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 
Jello Jason. You're halfway there, time-wise. Pressure's on. Probably pretty easy, easy to get through last night, right? Yeah, that was pretty empty. Yeah, they'd shut down by the time yeah. we got in. <laughs> probably be pretty similar when you get there. Chicago today. was a different story. Oh yes, I've only been through there once, and the one time it was not more. Finishing up. I improv that on Monday and it was like, hey, this worked really well. <laughs> When your group is done, just turn and face forwards. All right, time. Good work. So, we didn't get very far. All right. Hopefully, that gave you a chance to get to know the people around you that you're going to have to be getting way closer than you ever thought. Um, was necessary to over the next few months. You will have the best friends of your life in marching band, and y'all will stay in touch for long after high school. So these are good, fun people to be around, and I hope that you enjoy your season um, with them. 
Next, we're going to segue into food and what you need to be eating for band. So, have you guys seen the ESPN research clip from a few years back on um, how demanding drum corps is? Yes. Where they put like the oxygen mask on a guy and tracked his heart rate and all that stuff. What they found was that in this activity, you have the oxygen consumption, which is how much you're breathing in and getting oxygen to your muscles, equal to that of a world-class marathoner. And the, the heart rate equal to that of a world-class sprinter. Those are the, most two, are the two most challenging cardiovascular exercises that you can do. So give yourself a hand. You are elite athletes. All right, so on that note, we're going to go outside and we're going to sprint some marathons together. So, yeah, in your Jordans now, in your black Jordans, we're going to go sprint marathons. Now, let's think about what... Now, think about how those people have to fuel for performance. You guys have probably heard through the grapevine or been taught the three macronutrients. You got your carbohydrates, your fats, and your proteins. Carbs give you that quick energy source. So marathon runners do a lot of what before they go run? It's called carb loading. They eat pasta and pizza and all the carbs that they can possibly get before a marathon because they need those calories immediately to be able to use them the next day. Sprinters, if you've ever seen them, have really muscular thighs because of all the power that they have to use in their muscles as they're running. Think of direction changes in marching band. You have to really put a lot of power through your leg to change your momentum and stop on a dime and go in a different direction. Sprinters really need to consume a lot of protein afterwards to help those muscles recover. Now, look at this graph telling you the intensity of what you're doing compared to what your body is burning. If you are standing still and doing a music rehearsal or color guard, you're just spinning, not doing too much physically movement-wise, you are using more fat as a fuel source than carbohydrates. Fat has a lot of energy in it. It's actually got over double that of carbohydrates. If you are marching, so think of that early band camp um, rehearsal when you have to get outside and learn basics and learn drill and rep it over and over again, that's going to cause you to burn more glucose or carbohydrates than it will fats. And here's just another example of that. So you can see it. The yellow is fat burn at a low intensity. As we increase the intensity, it becomes carbs. So you're going to need a combination of all of this so that you can perform at a high level, and it depends on what you are doing. So let's talk about your typical band camp day. You guys start at what time? One. One o'clock. What do you do during that afternoon rehearsal after one o'clock? Warm up, sectionals. It's a lot more standstill, right? So if you look at the afternoon section that I'm talking about, you're going to need something that's a little bit more dense in kind of the fats and the proteins, to give you that standstill fuel energy or fuel burst for that and long-term amount of energy. You have to be here for how long? Eight hours. It's a long day. In the evenings, what do you do? You're, You're marching and moving. So you need to eat something before that evening rehearsal that has more carbohydrates in it. All right? Let's talk about what that actually looks like. When you wake up for breakfast that morning, you need to start eating something that has balance in it. You don't want to end up going to marching band and having a sugar crash because of the sugary cereal that you ate before you got to rehearsal. So you need to eat something that's going to give you some balance, like Greek yogurt and fruit, or an apple with peanut butter on it, or bacon, egg, and cheese bagel. At lunch, do you have Chick-fil-A's up here? Yeah, we have one. Uh, there's one in Greece. We have one. Okay. Chick- Chick-fil-A's are everywhere in the South. Um, Or whatever your comparable fast food chain is to that. 
<laughs> Nothing. Not Taco Bell. Taco Hell. We don't do that. So. All right. Get more on the grilled side of things than you do on the number one side. So if before your afternoon rehearsal, you go to your favorite fast food restaurant and you get the number one with fries and a soda, around 2.30, I'm going to see you start to snooze while you're trying to spin your rifle or trying to spin your flag because you are having a sugar crash versus if you eat something like a grilled chicken salad or grilled chicken sandwich, something that's going to sustain you long term with energy that doesn't cause you to have this spike and get really hyperactive after you drink a sugary soda and caffeine and then crash and fall asleep during the afternoon and Mr. Hoffman's like patting you and trying to get you to pay attention and read your music. Do you guys have Chipotle and Mo's? Okay. How many are Chipotle diehards? How many are Mo's diehards? So you agree with this slide? Are y'all queso addicts? Yeah, I go to Moe's only for the queso. Everything else I go to Chipotle for. But this slide is more of just a, a humorous slide because I told you to go to Moe's instead of Chipotle so you don't get a coli and all that stuff that they had going around um, a while back. Actually, either one of these is great for you nutritionally because you're getting good carbs in the, like the rice and the beans that you put on there. Then you're getting good proteins in the steak or the chicken, whatever you want there. And then if you add guac, to the end of that, or sour cream, you get fats that are going to help sustain you long term for that eight hour day that you're about to go do. Afterwards, when you get home, what do you usually eat? Ramen noodles. <laughs> A lot of sugary carbs, Oreos, maybe some ice cream afterwards. Get away from that. Possibly the most important meal of the day is going to be what you do after rehearsal how you refuel for the day after that. That's going to set you up for success in the future. So eat something that's going to give you a continued balance rather than just sugars. Yes? What about Nutella? What about Nutella? Is that, seriously, no. Mm -hmm. like but is that bad to eat? It's like a snack. What, if you could eat something else, what would the something else be other than Nutella? <laughs> Nutella is probably better than ice cream, but peanut butter is probably better than Nutella. Okay. Nutella is really just kind of a dessert. <laughs> also, if you are someone who likes supplements or protein bars, doing a real raw supplement is better than getting one of those sugary protein bars. They jam so much crap and processed stuff into that thing that comes in a box that by the time it actually digests in your body, it's not necessarily the best fuel for you. Yes? Do you prefer, like, would you recommend, like, mixing a protein drink yourself or, like, do you, like, buy a protein shake? Or, like, um, it depends on the brand. Okay. So just do your research on what's actually in them. But a lot of the ones that, like, Muscle Milks, I think those are fine, the shakes that they make compared to the premix. It's all the same if it's a good brand. Um, but if you can get a raw supplement, that's better than the actual protein bar. Even better than that is going and eating real foods. But now, do you still have to go sprint those marathons? No, you do not, because you know what to eat, and you know how to prepare your body, and you know what shoes to wear. So now I want each of you to stand up. All right, without talking, no talking in your group of 10, get an order from shortest to tallest. Without talking, other ways of communicating. Think outside the box. Five, four, three, two, making decisions, one. How did we do? <laughs> the other line just cramming themselves in. So finding other ways to communicate and figuring out how to best communicate with each other 
when you have a deadline, is going to be very important this year. You have to have your mem music memorized by a certain amount of time. You have to have your drill on the field by a certain amount of time. You have to be able to perform under pressure as well. So think of some different communication skills with each other and always be open to communication, open lines of communication, not just Snapchat. Um, so that you actually, y'all didn't even think about that. Y'all should have just Snapchatted each other. What height are you doing? Gotten in a line. Um, but think of other ways of communicating besides the normal do this, do that, so that you can have better systems for achieving your goals this year. Now in this group, who's standing with good posture and who's not? I want you all to stand up tall. We already talked about how your posture affects your sound. I want you to shrug your shoulders up, roll your shoulders back and down, stand like this, pretend someone has Pretend you're a puppet and you have a string in your chest and someone's pulling you up to the ceiling. You're tall, lengthen your spine out. This is your optimal posture for marching. Shoulders back and relaxed, not shoulders shrugged up and not shoulders forwards. I want you to pull your head back. Stand up tall for me. Good, relax the shoulder, good. All right. <laughs> You're all right. From here, how many of you have had your shoulders get really tense during band season from holding your horns up or from carrying a drum on your shoulders? Yeah, those knots in your muscle can actually contribute to making your shoulders weaker. So if you're feeling fatigued all the time and you're really sore up here, part of it can be due to those knots, which we can call trigger points. So. Everybody turn to the left. You're about to make a best friend. Put your hands on each other's shoulders. <laughs> now, find, find their shoulder blade. Find the bones. Do not, touch, do not massage the bones. Go just in, so if this is their shoulder blades, you're gonna go just inside that and just gently use your thumbs to put some pressure in. Roll out those spots. Help them out. I'll get you a demo. So, watching, Mr. Hoffman is a band director and has children, so he's really stressed out all the time because of you guys. I find his shoulder blades right here, his bones, and I come in, not on his spine, not in the middle part, but you just take your thumbs and you roll like that. Man, you're like a brick wall. Band directors have way too much stress going on in their lives. All right, and relax. Now, pat the person next to you on the back. Give them to the left. Pat the person to the left on the back. You all need five positive touches in a day. Good job. Some of you said that's two of them. Some are like, oh, that person was a little creepy. They weren't very good at that. So now give somebody next to you a high five. Positive vibes. Good vibes. All right. If you're standing here and you had that forward shoulders posture that we were talking about, and we just fixed it by making you stand up tall. I want everybody to stand up tall with their shoulders back and down. We have to strengthen the muscles in your shoulder blades here. That's gonna help you stay in that position versus when you're sitting in a classroom all day and you're kind of slouched forward, you're constantly pushing yourself into this bad posture position. So to do that, I want you to just go back and forth here. Pull those shoulder blades back and down. Get those postural muscles working. You should not be shrugging up. Your shoulders shouldn't be going up. You shouldn't feel tension in your neck when you do this. It should be back and down. Or if you... <laughs> Alright, now I want you, we're gonna, this is gonna be an exercise we go over later as well. But you're gonna get in a little squat. Hey. Is this the Chloe and the Kim one yet? Alright. Arms forwards. Arms forwards. In this position, you should not be slouched. You should sit your butt back, 
Sit your butt back, not your shoulders. Back should be flat. Come here. So, what's your name? Connor. Connor. Yes. We're going to look at Connor's technique. Squats need to come from the hips, so sit your butt back. Yeah. You're a Kardashian. <laughs> Kanye would talk to you. All right, stand up. <laughs> sit your butt back. Uh-huh. Now, chest up. Stick that butt out. <laughs> Look, the, the girls are watching. This is your moment to shine, Connor. All right. Arms forwards. From this position, everybody's there. You're going to pull your shoulder blades back and make a T. So you should feel it between your shoulder blades. All right. Now come back up. So that is the T. Everybody give Connor a hand for correcting that technique. Yeah. Now, we identified those trigger points and tight spots in your shoulders. Let's do a stretch to loosen them up. So you're going to tilt your right ear towards your right shoulder. Take your right arm and pull it over the top there. You feel that stretch on the left side? If you don't, then keep your left shoulder down. Make sure you're not lifting your left shoulder. Some of you may not even need your hand to feel a stretch. I don't want to know I'm too tense. Now switch sides. Feel it loosen up right there. These are your traps, your trapezius muscle. All right, now roll it out. The same thing happens at your lower body, where we talked about being tied up here and slouched. Your posture actually comes from your pelvis. So posture comes from the waist. You're going to put your hands on your hips here. Pretend that your pelvis is a bowl of soup. You're going to rock that cream of chicken soup forwards. Stick your butt out. Now rock it backwards. Tuck your butt underneath you. Go back. If you ever wondered what the origins of twerking were, this was it. <laughs> posture workshop. Now stick your butt out. Now use your abs and pull it back underneath you. So some of you, typically females, are holding their horns up and stuck like this. And then they go backwards march like that. You're laughing because you've seen that person. Now, on the opposite end of things, typically males are here, and they try to hold their horn like this and march backward like that. He's literally standing like that. It's not me, guys. Why would, why would we point fingers? That's not what scoliosis is. It's not here. I, I treat scoliosis. All right, so now you're standing tall. I want you to have your feet together like you're going to march. You're going to learn to engage your core muscles. So if they ever tell you to engage your abs or squeeze your abs or squeeze your core, I want you to put two fingers inside of your hips here, and we're going to teach you how to do that. With those two fingers inside of your hip bones, pull your belly button in like you're putting on a tight pair of pants. Just kind of squeeze your stomach. Did you feel something tighten up there? If you didn't, I want you to squeeze like you're the Hulk doing that number. Do we feel that muscle engage? Hold it. That is what you need to have working for you as you hold yourself in that tall posture. Relax your shoulders though. So it's not a, it's not a sucking in air because you got to be able to play your horn, right? You're just squeezing your stomach in a little bit and engaging your abs. If you're a percussionist, this muscle, it's called transverse abdominis, it runs right across your abs here, is in the exact shape of your belly plate. So if you can learn to engage this, that will help stabilize the drum a little bit more. All right, now we gotta work on our glutes. From sitting all day, most of us have really weak glutes. So that's your butt muscles. Standing here, 
Y'all are standing all slouched, right? What do your glutes do? Does anybody know? They look good. They look good. Your glutes look good. That is the correct answer. All right. Clinic is done. Pay that man instead. All right. Now, your glutes extend your hips, so they help you stand up tall. So I want everybody to squeeze their butt cheeks together. Like, what? You have to learn how to activate your glutes to be able to march well. So if you... If you're marching forwards, you have to push through those muscles. If you're going backwards to swing that leg back, you have to squeeze your glutes to pull that leg back. So it's all about the abs, engaging the abs here, and using your glutes to, use, to power yourself forwards and backwards. Any questions? I think Aaron answered all of them. So, All right. Now, we are going to do something help you prepare for the season. I'm giving you guys about a 20-minute workout to do every day. You said that marching band was a sport, and like three-quarters of you said that you were athletes, but you don't want to work out. That doesn't line up. So we have to work out like you are a high-level athlete. We're going to get you guys away from doing static stretches before rehearsal, meaning sitting there cranking on your leg and trying to loosen up your hamstring or partnering with somebody and doing the partner calf stretch where you just put your toes together. We're going to get away from that and start doing more dynamic warm-ups, using movement to get your bodies loose. We're also going to do some very skilled workouts and exercises that are specific to marching, teaching your hips how to move, teaching your upper body how to stay active while you have a horn up and while you have to be moving from set to set. So, very quickly, we are going to head outside to the stadium. Ready, break. With water. No With water. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Marching Health Podcast. It means the absolute world to me. And if you liked it, please share it, subscribe to it, and enjoy it with friends. Thank you. <laughs>